0: It's time for Fat Dude Digs Flicks, with your host, Andy the Fat Dude. Hello everyone and welcome to an all new episode of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, the podcast. Uh, It's been a while, it's been a while uh, since the last episode, and uh, yeah, like... You know, okay, so you have good intentions, and you want to sit down and talk to yourself for a half an hour about movies, but, you know, life happens, and you you don't, so, so, uh, yeah, it, it takes a little while to get back into it. Truth be told, though, you know, the last movie that I wanted to do a podcast on, uh, which I'm going to talk about today, uh, was Avengers Endgame, and I have not seen a new release in theaters since that, so it has been a couple of weeks since I have seen anything. Um, you know, I, I, I want to go see Long Longshot. I, uh, I might <laughs> want to go see Detective Pikachu. I don't know. It, you know... It, hearing that it didn't get rave reviews uh, you know and not being a huge Pokemon person myself, I know of Pokemon I played Pokemon Go for a while, I worked at uh, Blockbuster when Pokemon was hitting it big and they released a new video like every couple of weeks so, like I know of the Pokemon craze and I'm familiar with Pokemon and I feel like I know enough of it to kind of enjoy it, but you know, if you know, not knowing exactly how good the movie is, I'm I'm a little less, you know, excited about it as I may have been before. And you know, I'm thinking about my participation in the slash films summer movie wager game, and I feel like I may have had that movie really high, uh, and it did not open to big numbers. I don't think I, you know, kept. The notion that it opened like two weeks after Endgame uh, kept that in my brain and uh, kind of saw that it might might be doing better. Uh, I may have thought it was going to do better than it actually did. So that's neither here nor there, nor there. Uh, but the fact of the matter is it's been a while since I have done an episode and uh, I think today is the day to do that. And I'm going to do something a little bit differently today. Now, typically, when I do a podcast or I, I write a review or anything like that, I like to avoid spoilers. I don't want to talk about the ending. I don't want to ruin any twists for anyone because I want everyone to have a chance to see it. But, uh, you know, there's some. there are some movies that I watch where the ending really leaves me feeling a certain way, and I want to talk about it. Uh, And it's difficult to talk about the endings to movies when you can't talk about the endings uh, in public. So, this podcast is my chance to kind of say some things about some movies that I have seen recently Uh, you know, they're not all new releases Uh, one of them is Avengers Endgame so I'm going to talk about Avengers Endgame spoilers so I'm saying that right now I am saying that there will be Endgame spoilers on this podcast so if you have not seen the movie yet uh, and you don't want anything ruined don't listen past the point where I say hey, I'm going to talk about Avengers now Um, but yeah, um, I'm going to talk about that, but I'm also going, oh, 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 and there's one movie that's new to Shudder that I'm going to talk about the ending of. So I'm going to spoil the Ranger. Uh, but the other ones are older. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, Lonesome Dove, uh, High and Low, uh, Late Spring. And I got to check my list. So if you hear me hitting buttons, I'm checking my list, checking my list. Which includes oh, The Intouchables, uh, The Piano, and Society. Not Late Spring. I, I, I you know I might I might talk about the ending of Late Spring as well. Uh, so Endgame, High and Low, The Ranger, Intouchables, Society, The Piano, Lonesome Dove, and Late Spring. So that's a lot of movies that I'm going to cover in a very short amount of time, and really. I don't want to dedicate a long, extended period of time to each movie. Uh, I probably will talk more about the Avengers than anything else, Uh, and that's mostly to explain my kind of, oh yeah, feelings towards the movie. Uh, Because if you have listened to me on the radio, or have read my review, you know that I liked Avengers Endgame, but I'm not as, like... This is the greatest thing ever made, uh, as so many other people are, and, uh, you know, there are some moments that I'm I'm actually kind of, you know, uh, not as thrilled with as, you know, I thought I would be. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Avengers Endgame, but I'm also going to talk about those older movies too, uh, because I otherwise you know, wouldn't really get a chance to do so. Uh, but this is my podcast, so I can do whatever I want to. Uh, yeah, I'm messing with buttons, so I'm sorry if sometimes I kind of fade in and out, or you hear me clicking things, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to talk about those movies. Uh, if you don't want anything ruined for you, uh, for any of these movies... Uh, thanks for listening to the first few minutes. That, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can skip to the end and listen to my spiel. That would be cool. Uh, but yeah, so let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about the endings to movies. So from this point forward, this is a huge spoiler warning for those movies I listed. We'll start with Avengers Endgame. So for Avengers Endgame, I gave it a 4 taco rating. I I liked it. And to be honest with you, um, that may have been like a half taco higher than I feel totally comfortable with. And that's just the movie standing on its own. I feel like it is the perfect payoff for 22 movies. Like it is a great final chapter in this book. Like So if you have it connected to everything else, it's wonderful. Now, as it stands on its own, i got a few little concerns with it. And I'll talk about that uh, in this section of spoilers. So, my first problem with it, and I have heard... Uh, uh, actually, that's not my first problem. We'll go to my first problem. My first problem with it is when we get to the five years later... Right? That's first off, that opening, the first the beginning of it is awesome. Like the Hawkeye scene, the Tony in space, them coming up with a plan, what they've got to do, and then they go to Thanos Thanos, and right off the bat, within the first 20 minutes of the movie, they kill Thanos and cut off his head. Awesome. Where do we go from here? Right? Like that's super cool. And I love that beginning. I thought that beginning was awesome because I really think everybody was like What? Now what? Now what are we gonna do? Uh, And so after that, they cut to five years later, and I thought that was super cool too, because that means that for five years, these characters have been living in a world post snap. So uh, you know, people are gone still. It's just it's it's a uh, the world is still in a kind of chaos, and people are kind of coming to terms with things after that. I thought that was great. My problem. Uh, in the beginning, is we get to Captain America's support group for survival, survivors, the people left behind from the snap. Um, and my, my problem isn't so much that the director of the film uh, is presenting a, uh, a character who's in a gay relationship. Like, that's great. It's about friggin' time that they have an openly gay character in a Marvel film. Like, yay, good. My problem is that they they, the directors, hyped this moment up as something incredible, that this was uh, this was a huge breakthrough, and that they are doing they are giving the world a gift by finally allowing a gay character to be in a Marvel film. If you want to give the world a gift, with a gay character, maybe have him be in more than two minutes of the film, uh, and, you know, have it, you know, and not make a, not, don't let you be the one who says this is a huge deal. Let the audience feel like this is a huge deal. Let the audience feel like this is proper representation, not the director saying, hey, guess what we did? Yay, representation. Representation because I feel like you're missing the mark. And, you know, me saying that probably, you know, I want to tread lightly because I don't want to say something that, you know, people are going to be like, well, you're not gay. You don't understand what it means. But I'm coming from a place of hearing uh, gay friends and, and uh, uh, you know, people that I follow online saying that this doesn't really do anything for us like this is this is not a statement for us this is you know th- this is too little too late and the fact that you are making this a big deal for you uh, is wrong so yeah uh so to the russo brothers and to kevin feige i say if you're gonna put a gay character in the marvel universe like and you're gonna make it you want it to mean something make that character mean something let it be someone that people can look up to let it be a character that 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 gay people can relate to not just this two-dimensional tragic figure that exists for one scene and has no depth to it give them something to cling to uh i feel like if you do that you will find good things like that's how i feel um like, because, man, uh, in the Marvel Universe, like, I'm, I'm ready for North Star, right? Like, uh, from Alpha Flight, I believe that's, that's the character. Like, bring on North Star. Let's, let's get this going. Because it's about time. And it's about time that a gay character exists that's not just, you know, a monologue on a page. We need, I need, I need depth. I just almost watched a van crash into a school bus. That's cool. Learn how to drive, you turd. Um, <laughs> so... So that's my first problem with it. Uh, My second problem with Avengers Endgame is that the the time travel element is muddy at best. And I get that time travel in movies really are going to be muddy because it's time travel. It's a work of fiction. Um, But this movie really goes out of its way to kind of knock Uh, how other movies handle time travel. They kind of call it... You know, know, just outright call it bullshit. Um, And then they kind of establish their own rules. But instead of it being time travel, it's like it all fractures off into different dimensions. And it's very murky, right? Like, they have to take... They have to steal the Infinity Stones from different points in time bring them to the future so that they can bring everybody back and then take the stones back to those places in time and instead of it doing what other time travel stories say it would and it, instead it branches off and there are different dimensions and alternate realities and stuff like that and that's a headache and a half right? Like, and I get that comic book storytelling honestly anyway is the uh, bit of a headache and a half as it is, but, you know, you kind of, for me, I have to kind of take the time travel elements with a grain of salt or else it's just going to drive me crazy. Uh, So the part of my brain that still kind of tries to maintain some sense of logic and rationalization really had a problem with that. Uh, You know, it's, it's cool for the story and it's cool to go through these moments from the other movies all over again. But just the rules of it, like right now I'm getting a headache thinking about it. So, clarity. I guess I guess try and uh, explain yourself a little bit better. And I get that they do that with the Ancient One. Uh, but it's just something about it still felt weird to me. Uh, so I'll move past that point. The next problem I had um, was in the death of a major character. Uh, And this was not at the end. I will get to that one. Uh, And again, you're listening, so you know that I'm going to spoil it. But one more time, just because it feels like the right thing to do. Spoiler warning for a death in Endgame. uh, I had real issues with the death of Black Widow. And not so much that they killed off Black Widow. I think that could have been done really well. And I feel like... Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing to tread, actually, because you want the idea that, you know, if Clint dies, Hawkeye dies, he doesn't get to be with his family when they come back, and that's, you know, the whole reason he snapped is because his family's gone, and you want to have him have that moment again, but in a way, that's saying that he has more worth because he has a family, and because Black Widow doesn't, she... She's... Um, uh, uh, shoot, I can't think of the word. Uh, not as important. Gosh, it sucks that I can't think of the, the word I was going for. Um, so because of that, you know, you're, you're dealing with, with that whole thing, and I think that can be uh, slippery. But I think as far as a character art goes, what, what character art there is of Black Widow, you know, she is kind of the heart... Of the team. And she knows that she needs to sacrifice herself. Uh, if she dies, it's her giving up... It, it, that's what it is. Her giving up what she loves is her love for this team. This this love for the unity. And I think that if she sacrifices herself, that's what needs to happen. And it did. However, the way that they handled it was really weird. Uh, because it came off... It was hard for me to feel the emotional connection to it because they played it so funny. Like, it was a battle back and forth between the two of them. Uh, Oh, he's going to go over the edge. No, she's going to go over the edge. No, he's going to go over the edge. Oh, it's so funny. They won't let each other go. It just played very strange for me, especially for a really serious, impactful moment. What the hell? People do not know how to drive in this town, I'm noticing, uh, at eight 30 in the morning. Like, I don't know what this person is doing. Oh, anyway, I, I should have a studio instead of sitting in my car on the phone, um, recording a podcast. Okay. So I'm getting back to it. Uh, the way they handled that death really didn't work for me. Tonally, it was just way off. Uh, You know, you want the audience to really feel the impact of that death. And I feel like they kind of help you get there afterwards, Uh, but it takes a while, and it it never really sinks in the way that it should. That's what I think I'm trying to say. I think for a character that has been with us for so long, uh, that really has meant so much to us, uh, they kind of do her dirty in her death. Um, just the way they handle it. Sure, the character can still be sacrificed. That's, that's fine, and it can be powerful. But the way they handled it was not. So I was disappointed in that. Um, did I have any problems with anything else? Oh, Yeah, if you know me, uh, if you've ever listened to me talk about, uh, I guess, giant spectacle movies, uh, you know that I really have a problem with big, huge CGI fests uh, at the end, uh, where we lose our sense of dimension, and they're just characters throwing each other through buildings, and somehow this city has no boundaries, it just kind of keeps going. Uh, I felt a little bit of that with the final battle in Endgame. Uh, I, I don't think we could have had any other conclusion. I think the way to wrap up Endgame is a huge battle uh, where we finally get to see all of the Avengers on screen. That's the only way uh, this whole series is going to pay off. And I feel like, for the most part, they did okay. What they did well, because there were those messy moments. Oh, man, oh, man. There were messy moments where it just was like, oh, god like where 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 are the boundaries here what how what exists what's 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 real like what's I, I i just felt a little lost um but the thing that i did like about it is that we would cut to character moments you know we would spend more time on like you know uh, uh tony and peter parker uh captain america and thor and you know Captain Marvel and the, 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 the transferring of the gauntlet and all of that stuff, we would kind of zoom in on those elements of the fight. And uh, Peter Quill and Gamora and Nebula, all of that stuff. We had this big, huge battle going on, but we would focus on these points. And I like that. I just wish, you know, I wish there was a way to make things a little less muddy leading into that. Uh, but that's personal preference. That's, that's just a thing of mine that I'm never going to get over, and I'm sorry for that. (laughs) Like, I just, you know, one of these days, we joked about it in my podcast I did with Ryan about the DC movies, but yeah, one of these days it'd be nice to just kind of have a diplomatic conversation (laughs) in the movie. Uh, that's a superhero movie that's going to make like five bucks at the box office. Hell, no, it'll make like 20, because I'll go see it twice. Um... I really liked, and I get, I completely get why a lot of people, uh, both men and women, feel like it is too little too late or pandering, uh, I but I have to admit that I really enjoyed the scene where all of the women Avengers were together on screen, like in one shot, and yeah, it, it just... That shot exists because the filmmakers like, we have this chance. let's put them all in one scene yeah, sure it's it's totally illogical, but they did it because they could and I was with it because hell yeah like it's awesome seeing all of those characters in one scene uh, like in in one shot. that's super cool for me that was that was more powerful uh, in a way than the Avengers assemble uh, where all of the Avengers were there. But yeah, I liked it. But I totally get it. It feels like it's just like, you know, you have spent the last 10 years giving us crumbs of female character development and female superheroes. Don't think that you're doing us any favors by giving us, giving all these characters 10 seconds on screen together. Like, if you are going to do something about it, do something about it. But 10 seconds is not enough. So I'm totally, I totally agree with that. Uh, but for me, just the visceral reaction to that was awesome. And I feel like, this is it, final spoiler, uh, I feel like the death of Tony Stark was absolutely what needed to happen. Uh, it was v- emotionally re- uh, resonant. Uh, it was. I thought it was great. I thought they handled it really well. I thought the Captain America ending uh, was wonderful. Uh, for me, like the, the, the biggest standout, of this entire, you know, Infinity Saga, uh, like, from from Iron Man to Endgame, uh, was Chris Evans as Captain America. Like, I just think this, I think of the world of this guy now. Like, I think Chris Evans is incredible. Like, just an awesome, awesome person, like, online, seeing his online activity, I think he's a great guy, uh, and I think he gives a wonderful performance as Captain America, like, just awesome. Like, this is a character that I didn't give a shit about before the Marvel films. Like, I didn't. Captain America was always kind of uh, drab and dull and nothing to me. He was was bleh. But uh, watching him come to life in these films, man, I I think so much of that is is due to the performance of Chris Evans uh, and the supporting characters from the Captain America Film series Falcon and and Bucky and uh, 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 Agent Carter and just everyone as like a Black Widow as well. Um, Yeah, just the 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 characters who are in the Captain America storyline have just been wonderful. But man, Chris Evans is totally the MVP for me in this Marvel series, just because he made me really care about a character that I didn't give a damn about before, and I I will be sad to see him uh, move on. Uh, and I I remember him saying some time ago that he's probably going to retire from acting after this. Is that, does that ring a bell to anyone else? And that's a shame because man, I would support anything he does in the future because he is just, man, he's really something special, but yeah, I just, I I think he's great. And I think they wrapped up the Captain America storyline, uh, perfectly. Uh, It was just wonderful. And it was funny because in the theaters, I think maybe I got a little misty a time or two, but when I got home and I explained the ending of the film to my girlfriend, like (laughs) I started to bawl. So there's that. So it it totally worked for me. I thought it was a really, a really good ending. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, I, 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 I liked Avengers Endgame. Uh, I gave it a four taco rating, uh, and I will support it. Like I will, I will tell people that I thought it was good because I did. I enjoyed it, but I think, uh, to be honest with people, I have to say that I had problems with it, and I think the the closer to honesty coming to, from the score, like my my taco rating of it, would be, you know it's probably more of a three and a half to four tacos so, that's my thoughts on Avengers Endgame, and now let's move on to some older stuff okay, so because I took so much time with my Avengers Endgame things, uh I, uh sorry, I got distracted Uh, so because I took so much time with my Avengers Endgame story Uh, We're going to hit these really quickly. So I'm just going to kind of talk about the ending of a bunch of movies. And these are older movies. Like Aside from The Ranger, uh, which is on Shudder, these are all older uh, movies. So I'm going to spoil a bunch of older movies. uh, And I'm not really going to offer any deep insight. I'm just going to say how these endings hit me. And if I thought they could have been better or not. Uh, So I will start, actually, I'll start with The Ranger. Because it's new. uh, So we can get that over with. Uh, So, the ranger overall, I didn't think it was a very good movie. Uh, hey, guys from Backlot605. What's up? Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Uh, the ending uh, where the girl, Chloe, snaps and, like, beats, you know, beats the hell out of this park ranger. This, this, and I get it. He's the bad guy. So, yeah, he deserves to die. Beats the hell out of him. And <laughs> then, I don't know, she, like, gets up for a second, and all of a sudden, he's back, he's, he, like, he got the shit beat out of him, like, just bleeding, like, incapacitated, and then she turns around for, like, a second, and he's standing up, and I think she throws him off of this tower, come on now, come on now, like, this isn't some, like, supernatural story, I, I, I feel like, this is, this is some speculating here. I feel like there's some abuse that is going on in this story that they're alluding to, but not making very clear. And uh, maybe she's haunted by that. But I don't know, because it's just that the story is just so poorly told, That it didn't work for me. And then you get to this ending that I found ridiculous. uh, That... These characters are also despicable. Like, the kids and the ranger... Are just crappy characters that I didn't care about at all. And, you know... She, like, somehow becomes this... Crazy warrior. And beats the shit out of him. And then, like... You know, walks away. And (laughs) he's, like... Back up on his feet... It's, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. So I didn't like the ending for The Ranger. It's <laughs> one down. That's how this is going to be. I'm just going to say, here's how it ended, and whether I liked it or not. Um, so I watched Lonesome Dove. <laughs> Let's just move. We'll move right along. Uh, I watched Lonesome Dove, finished Lonesome Dove last night. So the plot of Lonesome Dove is that they go from Texas to Montana. These two Texas Rangers go from Texas to Montana to start this cattle ranch. And, uh, you know, (laughs) that's their plan. They they try and move all this cattle from Texas to Montana. Well, uh, it stars Tommy Lee Jones and Robert Duvall. Well, Robert Duvall goes ahead of them to make sure it's it's clear. And they're attacked by a, a Native American tribe. And he gets a couple of arrows stuck in his leg. And, you know, he gets his has to get his leg amputated what well, it was too late. And the toxic shock spread and it ends up killing him. Well, before he dies... <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. But before he dies, he tells Tommy Lee Jones' character to bury him in Texas. Motherfucker! <laughs> I'm sorry for my language. You just left... From Texas to Montana, and now you want him to go all the way back to Texas to bury your dead body? That is the shittiest thing a friend could do. Like, and he offers, he's like, well, why won't you let me, I should bury you on the property of the woman you love. No, no, I want to, I don't want to be buried next to her husband. Uh, Take me back to Texas and bury me in our spot. It's not romantic. It's rude. <laughs> it's stupid. I hated that. Uh, and then, so he the China League, or no, uh, uh, Robert Duval dies, and you know they the people in town in Montana say, "Oh, we can hold a funeral for him." No, I gotta take him back to Texas. Well, you don't want to take him back now, like because the weather's gonna get bad. You should wait until spring. So we're just gonna sit on this body that we keep in a coffin. For what? Three to four months? Like, there's not going to be a body. Like, this body is going to turn into gel. And, viscera. Why are we taking a box full of viscera to Texas? This is... But hold on, hold on. I got more to say on that. So there's that. Well, he, you know, he, he does it. He waits the winter. So he finally takes this box back, and in and, and doing so, he passes through the property of the woman that uh, Robert Duvall's character loved, uh, and she is, like, combative with him, what are you doing, that's the stupidest thing, I've... well, yeah, it is, but, like, don't fight him, he's gonna do it, he's gonna take this body, why is Angelica Houston fighting with Tommy Lee Jones about this carcass, like, it's just, like, this is not the time. And it's so funny because this follows a scene where she is just full of, like, fluff and love, remembering Robert Duvall's character, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as Tommy Lee Jones shows up, it's like, snap, oh man, wow 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 Terrible. It's just terrible. Uh, and then, last the last little bit, because, of course, eventually he takes the body to Texas and buries it. Uh, but the last little bit is he tries to ford this river. And this the gate the the, the wagon crashes and this body dumps out like the, the casket breaks and it's a body. Like it is a body that is wrapped in a sheet. It's a body. Like it's not this this blob of fluid, this this glob. It is a it is the frame of a body. I don't know science, but I really imagine that a body will break down and decompose a bit. If it's been sitting, a if it's been sitting for months in a box, uh, but then riding it through the country, adding more time. <sighs> yeah, I didn't like Lonesome Dove very much. I thought it was fine, like it is overall. It's fine. Like I can understand why people like it, but it wasn't for me and. When it got to the ending, I was just already frustrated with it, and that was just ridiculous. So that's the ending of Lonesome Dove. I don't like that. I didn't care for that. Uh, what do we have next? Let's talk about the ending of High and Low. This one will be really quick. Uh, it was very abrupt. Uh, they cut. They catch the uh, the kidnapper, and he gets sentenced to death. And the uh, uh, the, the the businessman who was being you know extorted. Uh, goes to talk with this this kidnapper and they have this you know really intense conversation, it's awesome my only problem with the ending of High and Low is that it just cuts off so quickly but I, I didn't have a problem with that so much because so many old films end that way they get their point out and then they just cut off so it, it's really abrupt so you just kind of have to sit with it afterwards uh, and you know if you don't like things like that then High and Low really isn't going to be for you Uh, late spring by Yasuhiro Ozu Uh, the the, turns out the whole time the father was lying uh, about getting married and so he does this just so that his daughter will get married so that she doesn't stay and grow old and take care of him so like well played dad (laughs) (laughs) I mean if you really want to marry off your daughter that bad that's one way to do it is just lie about it Like, and now that she's, you know, starting her own life, she can't do anything about it. She's stuck. So, what a con. What a con. Uh, the piano. Oh, man. I feel like, and looking online, uh, reading some things about it, uh, Jane Campion wanted a different ending for this movie. They wanted her to die. They wanted Holly Hunter's character to die and drown when the piano went overboard. And, um, yeah, that's, uh... I feel like that would have been a more effective ending after all the the, the shit that that woman went through. And because she didn't really need no man. She didn't want no man. Uh, She really didn't. She wanted the piano. And after Sam Neill cut her finger off so that she couldn't play the piano anymore, yeah... I would, I'd, I, felt like it would have been maybe a little more satisfying that way. But overall, the movie is excellent and they get an epilogue that kind of has a happy ending. Harvey Keitel's character makes a fake finger for Holly Hunter, so she's able to play the piano again, uh, but their relationship, like, I don't totally buy it. Uh, I don't know necessarily that she really ever loved him as much as she loved the piano, but I think the fact that he made the finger for her uh, kind of helps matters. Uh, so that's The Piano. What else do I got? Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, oh, two more. Uh, the Intouchables. That was a great ending. So The Intouchables, uh, which is the foreign film that The Upside is based off of. I hate that I have to refer to that. Uh, where a, a kind of a, a poor man uh, goes to take care of this aristocrat who is uh, uh, disabled, like a quadriplegic. And you know, the whole time, the, this this guy, this rich guy is uh, trying to, like, having a hard time trying to connect with another human being. Like, he wants love, but doesn't want to do anything about it, and is really afraid that if anybody ever sees him in his wheelchair, that they will never love him. Uh, and then this guy, this, this, this friend of his that he's made, who's come to take care of him, goes behind his back and arranges a date. And just watching the two men interact and how he looks through the window at his friend was so sweet and it did it got me that part made me cry because it's like these two men who are from complete opposite places uh you know they they bonded really quickly which that's you know i may have had an issue with that but just the strength of their bond was wonderful and just how much that They cared about each other, and this man cared for uh, this injured man who lost all of his confidence and all of his sense of self. Uh, I just thought that was beautiful. So, yeah, I really liked The Untouchables. I thought The Untouchables was a great, great film, Uh, one that you should definitely check out. Me telling you that about the ending isn't going to ruin anything for you. Uh, It's definitely worth your time. That was one of uh, Sam's picks, Uh, one of Sam's choices that I really loved. Last one I'm going to talk about. I did it. I got to the end of this. The last one I'm going to talk about is the 1980s horror film Society. This movie is crazy, and when it gets to the ending... The ending is just batshit body horror insane. Uh, our main character uh, goes to the the uh, I can't remember what it's called now, uh, but he becomes a part of society and a contributing member of society. I think is what it's called. And it turns out that society is like this weird like blood orgy. <laughs> like they're they're not like not so much having sex with each other, but they are like invading the other person's body or, or they're like twisting their body. It is just the most bizarre disgusting thing I have ever seen and you know that I loved it. Uh, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, Society is just this crazy 80's horror film that uh, I, I I don't have the words to, to properly define. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, it is so nuts. There's a moment where a man, like, kind of goes inside himself and sticks his face out his asshole. So you can see his face in his butt crack. And that's, that's an image that I wish I could scrub from my brain, but I still really like the movie, so I'm I'm a little sick, I guess. Yeah, so, that's the ending to, like, I don't know, ten movies? I can't, I didn't count. So, but quite a few movies that I just spoiled. Uh... I don't know, maybe you listen to this, maybe you didn't, but it felt good for me to be able to kind of say, this is how I felt about these endings. Uh, I love movies, and I like being able to talk about the endings, and even if nobody listens, hey, I did it. Uh, but that's going to do it. I'm going to wrap this up, because I want to go home and go to bed. So, uh, yeah, follow me on social media. You can do so Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter machine. All that stuff. Just do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks. I post a review for every single movie that I watch. Even if it's a little bit late, there will be a review posted. Uh, On Facebook, I also post movie news. On Instagram, every once in a while, there's just some random picture about some movie stuff that I find. And Twitter, there's a lot of retweeting of Movie news, uh, fun co-pop contests, stuff like that. Random, like, 3 a.m. morning thoughts about a movie, like when I'm at work watching a movie and I have a thought, I'll tweet that. Uh... You're 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 listening to this episode of the podcast, please subscribe, like this podcast, leave a review on Apple, on Stitcher Radio, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just just let me know that you're out there, that you like what I'm doing, and try and recommend it to other people. Uh, The more reviews and ratings that I get, the more my stuff gets out there to other people. And that's what I want because I want... Uh, I don't know. I want people to listen to me. I want people to kind of read what I'm what I'm saying. Uh, it would be a lot of fun to be able to do something with this. Uh, I got a YouTube channel. I've got a YouTube channel with a couple of videos. Uh, there's going to be another one eventually. <laughs> I've been wanting to do it. But again, same thing with the podcast. I've been... Uh, just haven't really sat down and focused on it. Uh, but it will be coming. I promise you, by the end of the month, I will put another YouTube video up. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Please make sure you follow the guys at Backlot Six Oh Five on Facebook. Uh, follow Midwest Movie Talk on Facebook. This is a great group of Sioux Falls movie or South Dakota movie fans uh, that have become friends of mine that I really enjoy. Uh, really like getting to talk to them about movies. Eventually, we will collaborate on some projects. Uh, but yeah, they are just awesome. Both both sets both both groups. They're wonderful. Uh, you can also follow Sioux Falls Film Community on. Facebook, uh, where we try and have more conversation about you know what movies we like, what we're watching, things like that, and try and get everyone else involved. Please, 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 Backlot Six Hundred Five Midwest Movie Talks Sioux Falls Film Community. Follow all of us and become part of the community. It would be awesome. And that is it. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Oh, oh, no, one last thing. If you feel like throwing a few dollars my way, you know, because why not? Uh, but if you want to like want me to watch a movie, want to recommend a movie, you can definitely just send an email to fatdudigsflicks at gmail.com. But if you want me to go see something or you want me to rent something and you definitely want me to talk about it or do a video about it, uh, send me a loaded recommendation because I promise you I will talk about it on the podcast or do a video about it if you do. Uh, That kind of helps... You know, the, the podcasts cost money to, to you know, save onto a server. Movies cost money to rent or to buy tickets to. So, you know, any little bit helps. But again, you don't have to. Don't feel like you have to. If you want to recommend something to me, I don't need your money. I just need your email. So, please, recommend things. I will watch pretty much anything. Uh, even if I watch it, you recommend it to me, and uh, you keep recommending it to me, and I don't like it as much as you want me to. That'll happen. It's life. So, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.